to Make Share Grow, a podcast about art making and the creative process. I'm Julie Marriott, painter, mother, and lover of bold and joyful color. Come on into my studio. I hope what I share here about my art practice will inspire you in your own creative journey. Hello, friends, and welcome to the podcast. This week is week nine of documenting my process of creating a painting collection. And this week was definitely just a straightforward painting week. I worked on two and pretty much completed two paintings. I finished one all the way, and I'm pretty close to a second one. These two, this uh, the first one was a, a painting of lilies. They are stargazer lilies, which I love, love, love painting lilies. I did a whole bunch of lily paintings last year, and they have such amazing movement. They're they're just such an unusual flower shape, and um, their petals can have such waviness and they look like they're moving even though they're sitting still. So it's really fun painting them. And the second painting that I'm almost done with is one of magnolias. And this will be the third magnolia painting I've done in this collection. This one is a horizontal painting. These both were horizontal paintings this week. And as much as I love or was I guess I won't say love. As much as I was happy to have done some horizontal paintings, I think I'm going back to vertical for the rest of the collection, and then I'll have squares, which are their own thing, their own orientation. But I am getting a little bit tired working horizontally after only four of them. (laughs) Like I said before, I'm way more into painting vertically. That's just how my brain really enjoys thinking and arranging my paintings. And so I'm going to go back to that for the last two rectangle paintings. So we're getting down to the last few paintings here. But um, something I was thinking about this week um, was how much I love painting flowers that are very sculptural. There was a time early on um, in my painting practice, I feel like maybe it was like the first two or three years actually. So probably about half of my painting business. Um, I painted proteas all the time. I love king proteas and they have such a unique spiky sort of texture to them and shape to them. They're just very, very unusual. They're an Australian, a native Australian flower that, um, became really popular, I feel like, all around the world. And people were using them in uh, bouquets, especially like wedding bouquets and things like that. And that's how I first came across them. But I painted tons of proteas and now I don't paint them nearly as much anymore. But I've moved on and in this collection, I've been painting magnolias and lilies. And they have the same sort of quality that I, the best way I know how to describe it is I calling them sculptural, where they have really defined petals that hold a really unique shape. And as opposed to like daisies or peonies or roses that have a more just sort of 
rounded shape and they have a ton of petals that kind of fill out this rounded, very like textural sort of shape. Lilies and magnolias have fewer petals, but they have a really distinct shape that almost, I don't know, I call it sculptural because they just, you feel like you could almost like sculpt it out of clay or out of um, stone and it would like just be a beautiful, really unique sort of architectural sculptural shape. (laughs) I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's what it makes. That's what I think about in my mind while I'm painting. So anyway, I just really enjoyed working on those types of flowers this week. And, um, I'm almost done with those two. And then I'm going to move on to my last two rectangles. And then all all I'll have are uh, three of my big square canvases. I'm really excited to try out the squares. I haven't painted on a square um, format in a long time. Like a long time. I don't know if I did any squares last year. So it might be over a year. So yeah, that's coming up. Um, But something else I was thinking about this, this week as I'm kind of I'm growing near to the end of the collection, getting the end is in sight. And I'm trying to plan out in my mind just what I think I'm going to, what the subject is for each of these last paintings. And if I want to bring in more variety into the collection, or if I want to kind of stick with the sort of motifs and the sort of flower types that I've introduced so far. And this is something I've been kind of wrestling with and thinking through. And I um, I don't have an, a hard and fast answer yet. I haven't made up my mind, but I think this is a really interesting subject about how much variety to introduce into a collection of work. And this is very personal, so there is no right or wrong answer. I have seen artists do it both ways. And so, like several artists, um, I can't think of a particular name right now, but Oh, I know um, one of my Instagram friends. Her name is Katie Climola, and I have um, interviewed her in a past season. And so definitely go check out her episode. I'll link it in the show notes. But I remember um, seeing some collections of work that she created for summer art festivals that she would be part of or art fairs. And she had a lot of variety in her collection. So she would have floral bouquets. She painted these beautiful nests where um, it was like a bird's nest with eggs sitting in it. And she would paint landscapes. She had such a beautiful rounded out variety of work in a whole single collection that she was bringing with her to an art fair. So that's kind of one on one side of the variety spectrum where you're actually painting very different subject matter and it's all through your your artistic voice and it's very recognizable as your work but it's very different subjects all within a body of work and then there's this other extreme um, that I've seen and I think the most extreme version that I've seen is the artist Luli Wallace I love Luli's work I actually own one of her paintings hers was like the first original painting I think I've ever bought. I've been following her for years and just love, love, love her work. And I'll link her um, in the show notes too. But she, uh, for the last couple years, she has adopted a pattern of collections where she obviously is very interested in a specific um, like still life setup. And she will paint the same exact setup, 
but in different color variations. And she has a lot of patterns in her paintings too. And so she'll change what the pattern is, maybe like on the background or on the tablecloth, and she'll change the color palette. But the actual um, the actual subject matter is essentially the same. And it's interesting how she'll just play with variety within this very tight framework. And that is what she loves to do right now. And it's like I've been saying, there is no one right way. Artists all along the spectrum find what they're comfortable with and what they enjoy and what works for them. And so I've just been thinking through that uh, about this collection, how much variety I want to introduce. And if I want to stick with the flower types that I've been painting and the sort of ways of approaching them, I've been painting them, or if I want to bring in different flower types. And something that kind of I've been wrestling through in my mind is about having a tighter, like the benefit of having a tighter sort of aesthetic in a collection of work so that when you draw collectors who are interested in a specific piece, if that piece sells, do is there something else in the collection that is for them too? And I know it's very subjective and it probably depends on how people's homes are decorated and what specifically they're looking for. But when I'm thinking about myself, if I'm interested in a collection of an artist's work and thinking through if the one that I had my eye on sold, would there be something else in that collection of work that I feel like, okay, that could be like my second choice. I can totally go with that one. This one may be my favorite because I really love this specific thing about it or like that splash of pink over there in it. But this one is very similar and I could definitely go for that one too. Um, so I, I like that idea of having more than one piece have a very similar vibe so that you have more options so that if pieces sell, then your collectors have various ones that could work for them. So anyway, it's just something that I've been rolling around in my mind and kind of wrestling through. And I don't think there's a formula, like I keep saying, um, creating very similar paintings probably would feel very restrictive for some artists, but I feel like I... I like some freedom, but I also like a pretty tight framework within which to work. I'm kind of sensing that in myself. I like a little, some variety, but I also like a pretty specific framework and I'm happy to do a whole collection within that framework. So um, anyway, yeah, no conclusions a hundred percent yet, but I'm leaning towards kind of sticking with what I've introduced in this collection and kind of repeating certain floral, floral types, but then just arranging them differently and doing kind of some different color palettes with them. So that's something I've been thinking through this week. That about sums up what I have been working on this week. Like I said, it was a pretty straightforward, just painting along, sticking with it. I feel like I can see the end in sight. And so I'm starting to get a little bit impatient <laughs> for her to finish this collection. And even though I still have five paintings to go, so that's like a third of the collection, I can see like my number of canvases, the big stack of canvases I had waiting for me. It's getting smaller and smaller. And so I can see the end in sight and I'm starting to think through the logistics of 
how I'm going to do all the final steps of like finalizing the collection and how I'm going to photograph them and how I want to finish my video and what do I want to include in my listings. And so there's a lot of things I'll talk about in the coming weeks that still have to get figured out and resolved for this collection, but I'm starting to just sort of itch for like, oh, I want to finish these last few and, you know, start working on all of those other details that have been swirling around in my mind. And I th- I'm also finding that I think 15 paintings is about the top of my energy level for like medium to large size paintings. My last collection was 15 paintings and they were a smaller, more, well, I would call them for me, they're a medium size. They were 16 by 20 and 20 by 24. And I did 15 of them and I even was planning to do three or four larger ones after those, but I cut it off at 15 because I just ran out of energy and I was ready. I kind of closed the loop of that creative idea I felt like for myself and was just getting tired. And so I am start starting to sort of sense that in myself. I definitely want to finish out the 15. I'm still enjoying painting, but um, it's interesting where I'm kind of sensing that energy cycle in myself where I'm getting close to the end and I can kind of feel when I get to the end, I'll be ready to be done. Um, So that is just an interesting thing that I'm starting to observe and starting to kind of look towards all of the finishing details and getting getting excited about that and kind of wanting to jump into those things, but saying, no, I need to like, you know, take all my time, do the paintings, and there will be a week probably at the end where I just won't paint anything and I'll do all the final, um, the final wrapping up of this collection, but more on that to come soon. So something that I love this week, I wanted to share with you a podcast that I have really been enjoying listening to probably at least for the last year. I don't remember how I discovered them. It might have just been in the search feature of Apple Podcasts. So I would recommend scrolling through the search feature if you're on a podcast that you enjoy. Um, And then you can find some similar ones. But this one is called the Art Juice Podcast. And um, I'll link it below in the show notes so you can give it a listen too. It's a really delightful art podcast. And it's um, recorded by two co-hosts, Alice Sheridan and Louise Fletcher. And they're two British art Uh, artists. And so they're both painters. They're in the UK. And so of course it's fun listening to British accents, but I also really love how down to earth these two ladies are. They're um, serious working artists, they're painters, but then they also run um, memberships and courses as well. And so they kind of have two sides to their creative businesses where they're teachers, but then they're also very serious about practicing their art. And um, they're both abstract painters, and I really love hearing how abstract artists think through their art, and week to week, they talk about what they're working on and the struggles that they're going through and ideas that they're thinking through, and there was one one um, episode in particular where they talked about color, and that was like the main subject that they covered in that episode. And it was so fascinating hearing them both think through how they think about color in their work. And so I would give that a big recommend to check out 
if you um, are looking for some other creative podcasts. That one is so much fun and I really look forward to it coming out every week. And it just feels like sitting down with artist friends and catching up and hearing what they've been thinking through and working on. And um, so, yeah, I hope you enjoy that one. So I think that wraps it up for this week. Thank you to everybody who has been leaving reviews recently. Um, I've really been enjoying reading them on the Apple podcast reviews. And if you haven't had a chance to do that yet, would you mind leaving a rating and review for the podcast? I really appreciate it. And it just helps the show be more visible on the podcast platform and get suggested to more people. And also, if you have a creative friend who you think would enjoy the show, would you mind sharing it with them, sending them a link or just um, texting the name of it to them and letting them know that you're enjoying it and that they might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I am excited to work through this collection another week and catch up with you guys next time. All right. Bye for now.